And now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by Dr. Crawford's Beam Sectomies. Retire that beam weapon and ensure no more unwanted misfires with a simple snip. Previously on Cautious Optimism. I think it might be a good idea to just strip this ship of anything cool that we can use and then sell it. Nurse these two back to health and claim that we rescued them. There is a life form on the other ship that I cannot account for. What sort of a life form? It's an invisible ferret. A ferret is a good example, except it's got eight legs. It's not very happy. You hear a little noise, a little You smell the worst thing you've ever smelled in your entire life. I think the creature has a defense mechanism. Kyan, you're stuck in the Jimmy tube. You can't even move. And the smell, and it's just, it's the worst thing that's happened to you today. Hello, cautious optimism. Aurora Borealis Shand. A human woman. I'm not interested in, in selling this ship. She has a huge smile on her face. She was, she's very important to me. Hank Crawford. Engineers. Bad news, good news. Uh, bad news, fuel leak. Coming and going from the spaceport. Good news, I found duct tape. Kyan Brunt. A mature. I am a doctor. A nine foot tall, four armed creature. I don't care if they call me, hey, you, just let me do my job. Rico. Humanoid. I'm observing you. Cat person. It's for science. Liliana. An Evo. I don't know if you know, but, like, I'm famous. A species capable of psionic power. We are going to be the best of friends. Thank you, Cautious Optimism. Welcome to the station. Hank, should, do you want to go? And, I, I think Kyan might be stuck. Guys. <laughs> Guys. I can't help Kyan. I'm holding the invisible ferret. Hello. <laughs> Hank doubles over with, with a green looking face and holds one finger up. Just like, give me a minute. Help. Shipcom, uh, Shipcom, oh. sh- 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 <laughs> could you please urgently uh, patch me through to the captain? Rory, you hear beep, beep, boop. Go ahead. Oh, God, the smell. Captain, <laughs> um, so, so a thing has happened. What, what's happened? <laughs> uh, so, the situation, so I've caught an invisible ferret. What? Um, and it's got eight- <laughs> Is that a euphemism? <laughs> no, uh, no, it's an eight-legged invisible ferret, but it's not very happy about it, and it's made a really awful smell. Okay, and uh, Kyan I'm sorry, Kyan is stuck in a jiffy tube. <laughs> Hello, anybody out there? Like stuck, stuck. Well, like pull him out. I sent Hank back there, but I think maybe um, 
well, we need a cage to put this ferret in. And also, I think maybe Hank might need a hand. Okay, I will be right there. Thank you, Captain. So, <laughs> in the time that it was taking them to do all this, I was going down to engineering to see if I could see what the signature was. All right. So, as that adventure in the chimney tubes took a fair amount of time, you would have you would have had time to get to engineering. And give a look around. And give a look around. Make a perception check. Okay. Fail by two. <laughs> you are still looking for the source of the energy reading when you get that communication from Rico. Well, Todd, so while all of that was going on, Liliana, since she was left completely on her own and doesn't <laughs> know what is going on or what she's supposed to do. Yeah. She wandered into everybody's like private quarters and is digging through their clothes. <laughs> the private quarters of the hired gun. Yes, yes, the hired gun. Okay. We do not have interesting enough clothes for her to want to look for hours. So she's just looking for if there's anything pretty or shiny or anything that looks like it could at all be cool and useful in their private quarters. Interesting. So I love all this other stuff is happening on the ship and Liliana is just looking at people's clothes. Oh, this is nice. Uh, make a perception check. Hey, nobody said anything to her about what she should do. So uh tie okay you win you're able to find some nice clothes in the captain's <laughs> quarters they're designed they're cut for a male body but you've got tailoring i can sew yeah you could alter them so yeah you find a few that you might want to keep okay and if there's nothing else that she finds is where she's searching around anywhere near they're jumping out of random jimmy tubes like, would she have seen any of this or heard anything? Well, they were on the bottom level oh, okay. and went okay. in the Jimmy tubes in the floor and the captain's quarters are up on the top level. Okay. Then she's just going to keep wandering through people's bedrooms. <laughs> yeah. And the engineering is on the bottom floor too. So yeah, you're kind of the only person on the top floor just wandering <laughs> around at this point. You're having a nice time. We don't, yeah. It's very pleasant. So Captain Rory... All right. After the communication, do you want to keep looking at engineering or are you going to go help them at the Jimmy Tubes? Unless you're going to let me roll immediately again. I'll just go help them at the Jimmy Tubes. After the conversation on your little communicator, if you choose to stay in the room and look around some more, yeah, you can make another roll. All right. Just because I came all the way down there. It's not that I don't care that Kyan is stuck in a Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> you're just really confused. You're like an eight-legged invisible ferret. Like, what the yeah. fuck are they smoking down there? Jesus. Yeah, I mean, like, hopefully they'll have all this resolved by the time I get there. Um, so, <laughs> it's a success by one. Success by one. Okay, you're looking around, you're just starting to think, oh, I guess I should go help those weirdos, when you suddenly realize there is a cabinet that you haven't checked yet, and you open it up, and inside is a weird, like, have you ever played laser tag? Yeah. It looks like the vice you strap around your chest in laser tag that has a sensor in the center for people to shoot. Yeah. Except on closer inspection, you realize this is a force field generator. By wearing this device, you could emit a little force field around yourself that would give you a one armor added defense. The only problem is it's a single use. Oh. Like the energy device you don't see any way to recharge it. Once it takes that one damage, 
as far as you can tell, it would be done for. Okay, so not single use as in like if I put it on and use it and then take it off again, but I wasn't damaged. Oh, yeah, no, you could use it over and over again until it gets shot. And once it takes that point of damage, then it's done. All right, well, I take it and just hold it in my hands and make my way back to Ferret Central. As you turn the corner to find your crew, you see Rico, she looks like the way a child does when they're holding their imaginary pet, you know? She's holding, (laughs) because there's nothing there, but she's acting like there is, and it looks ridiculous. Also, Hank is almost throwing up, it looks like. What is going on? Uh, so, so this is the, so she sort of, uh, like moves her arms together, like waves the thing, but it just looks like she's like moving her arms together. So this is the invisible ferret. Um, uh, Kyan is stuck in that Jimmy tube, but Hank is um, not able to help him at the moment. Uh, you can probably smell the thing has a defense mechanism. Oh my god, it's fascinating. Um, I'm gonna go and see if I can find somewhere to put it in Med Bay. Uh, but somebody should get Kyan out of that Jimmy tube because he's completely stuck. I don't really understand what happened. He was he was there and then he sort of fell over and I think he's got caught on something. And well, so I'm put it in a box and keep it in your room. Well, I put it in Med Bay, Captain, because that's oh, no, where all well, because the- this thing is. We're all going to have to be in Med Bay, and if it does this smell again in Med Bay, we're going to be in trouble. <laughs> I mean, I just. It, it, you can keep it in med bay if you think you can keep it calm, but we can't live this way. This is, this is bad. <laughs> we can't have this. this. The cautious optimism has been through enough. <laughs> you think it's bad out there? <laughs> really bad in here. All right. So, yeah. So, I make my way to go try to help Kyan. I do that thing where I put my t shirt above my nose, like that's going to help at all. <laughs> As you find Kyan in the Jimmy tubes, It looks like what's happened is he's moved like all four of his arms forward at the same time. And he's kind of three stooges stuck himself in the hallway where like he can't have all four arms moving at the same time. He's wedged himself in and he's not able to get himself unstuck. My guy, I'm going to need you to relax. This is this is a mess. (laughs) You're telling me. Just relax and release the tension in your shoulders. All of your shoulders. <laughs> uh, he tries to take a couple deep. Oh no! Oh no! He takes a couple deep breaths, <laughs> and it just does makes not it work. Oh. <laughs> okay, Kyan, make a will check. Success by one. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Right on a tie. A tie. Okay. So it's super difficult. You're trying to calm yourself down, as the captain suggested. And you're thinking back to all the medical tests you had that freaked you out and how you tried to settle yourself down for that and, and all the difficult things that have happened in your life because growing up as a mature, you know, you've had some challenges and you just think, I got through all that other stuff. I can get through this too. And you do eventually calm yourself down. You relax your arms and you're able to pull your lower two arms out and unstuck yourself. Okay, so he's going to move as quickly as he can out of that Jimmy tube, because, dear God. (laughs) This is a disaster. We've got to get it together, y'all. Okay, after that, Rory and Kyan are able to successfully get out of the Jimmy tubes, and Hank, your urge to dry heave has subsided. (laughs) 
I feel like as this is happening, Liliana, you probably are rejoining everybody downstairs to show off your fancy clothes. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, hey, guys, look what I found. Nice. And then the smell hits you. Oh, who did that? (laughs) An invisible ferret. I'm not kidding. Okay. I imagine that Rico has actually left at this point to go and find some kind of container to put the ferret in. Yeah. And Liliana's just looking around like, so where is this invisible ferret? (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) I'm with you. I don't know what's happened. I'm just going (laughs) to let it go. We'll discuss that later. <laughs> so, so Hank, mm. if you've got the gurneys loaded, I can start helping take those back. But we've got a beam weapon that you've got to disarm. All right. And missiles. Don't forget the missiles. Oh, yeah. Also, there's five missiles down there that we need. But we've got to break that beam weapon so that Johnny Lee can't turn around and use it against us. <laughs> okay. I can get my suit on and tether up. I'm going to need someone to keep eyes on the tether and keep me safe, though. Well, while you're suiting up, I can move some of the gurneys that have already been packed, and then I'll come back and I'll spot you. And I say this, GM, with the idea being that Shipcom told me it would be really difficult to remove the beam weapon. Sure, yeah. Okay. So I'm not even going to try. So how can I help? Um, These air gurneys can be pushed back over into the Cautious Optimism, and we have to hide all this stuff. Because we're going to have to trick these two crew members into thinking that we helped them not completely destroy their ship and stole all their stuff. Which means the stuff that you got from their closets, you're probably going to have to, you know, put under your bed or something until they're gone. Okay, I can hide stuff. Good. And they're going to think they got, like, turned over by the weirdest people ever. Like, they <laughs> disabled our beam weapon, stole all our missiles, stole all our nice clothes. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they won't know that. They're going back to the outposts. If all goes to plan, they will never see this ship again. They'll never know what was taken from it. So yeah, Liliana just starts moving the gurneys over to the Cautious Optimism. And I would imagine since Rory didn't actually tell her where to hide anything, she's hiding it all like under Rory's bed or, you know, wherever (laughs) she can. (laughs) Nice. All right, that's right, because we we haven't had a discussion about where the secret hidey holes are in the Cautious Optimism. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. She doesn't know. So she's just randomly sticking (laughs) stuff in places. She's on a smuggler ship and she's like, (laughs) I wonder where I could hide things on a smuggling (laughs) ship. Like after this arc is done, I go back to my room and open up my door and it just slides open and just stuff falls out onto me. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I like to think that at some point, so Rico's going to make it to Medbay, find some kind of container to put this invisible ferret in. Sure. And then, like, as she's wandering back to see what she could do to help after the ferret is contained, she sees Liliana just, like, <laughs> stuffing things in random places. And she's like, why, why don't you, uh, we have them. Captain told me to hide these. <laughs> <laughs> why are you not hiding them in the hidey places? I didn't know there were hidey places. I mean, it's a smuggling ship. Of course there are hidey places. <laughs> <laughs> She's so good at it that we're finding shit for like months. Like we just open random cupboards and things fall out. What is this? <laughs> like little Easter eggs months after Easter. Uh, so yeah, maybe Rico's intercepted some of the like hiding yeah. things to actual hiding places. Assuming the securing the invisible ferret went well. Yeah, yeah, I think that sounds right. So about half of the stuff is underneath Rory's bed in her closet, (laughs) and the rest of it is actually tucked away. 
Now, you guys are going to try to take the beam weapon off of the hired gun. Is that right? I am. All right. I thought we were going to disable it. Are we? Why are we taking it off? Are you removing it or just deactivating it? I'll let you ask him to get it. I mean, I guess you're going to go and have a look at it and see what you think. I imagine you'd go and look at it and make an assessment about how long it would take to, like, what the quickest route is or what's going to be feasible. Yeah, because I thought that was the shorthand that Shipcom was giving us, was that it was yeah. not going to be able to be removed. So I'm just going to disable it. Shipcom said it would be possible to remove it, but it, it would take a long time. Oh. It would take a feat of engineering is similar to what Todd said. It would take a long time and some engineering roles. So. Okay. I mean, you can try to unplug it. As Hank finds the beam weapon and you give it an assessment, disabling it would be easy enough to do. It's easy enough to break things. But taking it off and taking it with you is the kind of thing that would normally be done in a shipyard with a crew, you know, of like 20 people with the proper equipment. Doing it by yourself would take days and it would be extremely difficult. Yeah, I'm assuming we're just going to disable it. Okay. All right, make an engineering check to disable it. Ooh, that was close. No, four. Success by four, sorry. Success by four, that's great. Since you know all about electronics and stuff in real life, Give us an idea. How would Hank disable a giant laser cannon? Well, he would find where its central control system is on the ship and disconnect the power couplings to it and probably clip the ends off of it so it couldn't be easily tied back together. Okay. And that is exactly what Hank has done. The old beam weapon vasectomy. They like to call it back at the end of For shorthand, we call it a beamectomy. A beamectomy. Beamectomy. Nice. I like that Lilian is the only person who didn't repeat Beamectomia. <laughs> the rest of us all just had to say She doesn't even know what that word means. <laughs> all right. So about this time, after all this moving stuff off of the ship and disabling weapons and finding the ferret and all these things have happened, Kyan... In the back of your mind, your subconscious kind of wakes up and reminds you that the sedative is getting close to wearing off. You probably need to deal with that. Okay, so Captain, do you want me to keep them under? What's the plan? We need to get them onto the optimism. GM, do I know what hand weapons went with each of them? Which ones were theirs? Because you guys had picked up the ones that the two guys in the hallway were using. Right, but like the captain was incapacitated in the bridge. I'm assuming if he had a weapon, it was also on the bridge. Yeah, you'd be able to tell. Sure. Okay, because for this plan to work, we have to give them back their weapons when we drop them back off at the outpost, as if we're helping them. And Johnny Lee's stolen their ship, so this was all we were able to salvage when we saved them. Makes sense. So, I mean, we're keeping them until we drop them off at the outpost, but when they wake up in our med bay, they have to believe that we've done this to help them. Well, it was really important that we got them off the ship because Johnny Lee and his gang were quite the force to be reckoned with. Yes. Maybe we should grab one of the dead bodies, too, so that they can think that we were trying to heal him, too, and he just didn't make it. The other one in the bridge. Wasn't there a second one in the bridge? The other one on the bridge is the Dulon, who is alive. No, there was the Dulon outside that she judo chopped. Oh. And there were two people in the bridge. You're right. There is someone on the bridge who expired. I keep very good records of who I've killed and who has been killed around me. (laughs) Commendable. (laughs) We have an accountant on our team, and we have a dead body counter on our team. Okay, so that's a really good idea. Liliana, we should bring that body on too. And like, just out of respect, we were able to give the body of one of your crewmen. But other than that, we don't know what's happened to the rest of them. 
Can I throw one more little wrench into the system? Yes. This is a Bratton captain, and I am a Matorb, and that is going to be problematic. Well, then you need to be out of sight when they wake up. I can heal. Okay. I guess that would work. Because essentially, when they wake up, I would like to have already landed on the outpost when we wake them up to get them off the ship, because we're going to go give chase. All right. Well, I can leave you guys with sedative to keep them under for a little bit longer. And I can also leave you with the kind of antidote that'll wake them up when you're ready. Okay. And then I will go hide in a hidey hole, I guess. I mean, you know, with a very large gun. Don't go under Rory's bed. It's already full. What? (laughs) (laughs) Huh? (laughs) Um... (laughs) So yeah, now we get to stage the theatrics. (laughs) We've stolen everything. Let's now stage the theatrics so we can leave them there and get the heck out of here. All right. So where is Johnny Lee? He's tied to the captain's chair. On the hired gun? Yes. Okay. And Toldemar and the Dulon and the expired other crew member from the bridge are in the sick bay on Cautious Optimism? Yes. All right. So Johnny Lee and everyone else are kind of going to wake up at the same time right now? So Johnny Lee can wake up now. I'm going to have a big talk with Johnny Lee, just me and him. Just he and I while he's tied to a chair. Be very exciting. Okay. But you're keeping the others under for now? Yes, until I get back to the ship. Okay. Johnny Lee is gone. More cayenne juice. More cayenne juice. More cayenne juice. Cayenne is real juicy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's go to the Johnny Lee waking up tied to the captain's chair scene. (laughs) Okay. Who all is present for that? I would say just me. Just you. Unless someone has a reason not to. No, I I think I'm still working on the disablement of the weapon systems for you. Okay. Rico's either spotting for Hank, if that needs to happen, or is investigating the invisible ferret. Well, since we went with disabling, it was all done on board, so... Yeah, so I think Rico can be investigating your new pet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Johnny Lee is... You see, he starts to move his eyes. He's starting to move his head. He's taking a deep breath. He's starting to wake up. He opens his eyes. Hi! Aurora! Did we win? Uh, not yet, but I think we're going to. That's great. That's great. Got a quick question for you. Uh, who in the, the heck do you think you are hitting the red button and basically stealing my ship? The, the ship come artificial intelligence thing. They wouldn't let me do what I wanted to do. He's a jerk. No, those are the instructions I gave him and the instructions I gave you. Well, I was, I was real, real happy when I found that manual override button. Yeah. Smart thinking. Yeah, that's not one of my finest moments. Here's the thing. You surprisingly boarded the hired gun yeah. and killed a bunch of people. Bad people? Did I kill Toldemar? No. Is he alive? He is still alive. Why can't I move my arms? Because they're tied behind you. I'm What? Yeah. Untie me. No, we've got to work on a plan and we've got to come to an agreement. Well, my plan's to kill Toldemar. He destroyed my ship, killed my crew. Well, you're going to do this instead. You're going to take this ship and you're going to fly it away from here and you're going to sell it and you're going to give me 80% of the money. And with your 20% of whatever you get for it, so, you know, wheel and deal, get a lot of money for it, you're going to buy your own ship and you're going to get out of the solar system, the galaxy even, 
because I'm going to set you up for this. <laughs> you did it anyway, and the guild's going to be coming after you. So we need to make some kind of persuasion roll. All right. I mean, it would be IQ, say, minus four, because this is... Well, I have persuade. Oh, you have persuade. Oh, great, great. Of course I do. <laughs> of course you do. Awesome. That makes this easier. I couldn't have intimidate. Make a persuasion check. And let's give it a minus two, because you did say you're going to set him up for this, which... So my persuade is a 14. I rolled a six. So at a minus two is a 12, a success by six. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So his eyes light up, and he says, I'm going to get to buy a new ship. I'm going to get to start over. That sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Number one on that list is you owe me 80% of the ship. Yes. And I want it within the next three days or we're coming after you with all of the weapons that we took from this ship. Don't you worry your pretty little head, Aurora. You know I'm an honest man. Yeah. I know that it is just a one botched command that is the reason why you're still alive right now. And I'm dead serious about that. A botched command? Yes. Who botched a command? Me? <laughs> I didn't botch anything. No. The person that I sent to take you out botched the command. Whoa. You sent somebody to take me out? You stole my ship. I didn't steal your ship. You absolutely stole my ship. I was using your ship. Without my permission when I told you not to. You told me that I was the captain. I didn't tell you you were the captain. I was basically the captain. It was me and there was one other guy and the other guy wasn't the captain. So I was. Yeah. This is why Uncle Pete never liked you. Oh. <laughs> Roll to hurt feelings. Wow. Um. <laughs> 1d4 hurt feelings damage. Hurt feelings damage. So here's the thing. I'm looking you dead in the eye. This is not a joke. You're getting a second chance to live. And it's not going to be an easy life because the guild's going to be coming after you. But I'm going to give you a head start and a new ship. So whatever you sell this for, I'm going to know. We have installed Shipcom's operating systems on this ship. Another one of those crazy AIs that doesn't let me do what I want. It's a little bit different. But just know that you're out of chances. Don't double cross me again because I won't be issuing a command to come after you. It'll be me. And I don't miss. Ask all the people on the hired gun. Aurora, I think this is a great idea. This is great. I'm going to do exactly like you've said. I'm going to sell this ship. I'm going to give you a cut. Nope. I'm going to get my own ship. Nope. Nope. You're going to give me 80%. You get to keep 20%. Exactly. Yep. I'm going to give you a cut. Uh-huh. And the ship's going to know. The ship is going to know how much you sold it for. And the ship is going to know. And then I'm going to get my own ship. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get my own crew. And yeah. Yeah. And this sounds great. The only thing I need is to know that Toldemar is dead. Oh, I just told you he isn't dead. Well, we can fix that. Well, you can fix that on a different ship. Where is he? Now's not the time. You're not going to be able to get him now. It's a bad idea. Mm. Go get a different ship and come back from another angle to take him out. I don't have any love for Toldemar. You were always soft, Aurora. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gentle, yeah. sweet little Aurora. Yeah. <laughs> so do we understand each other? I'm pretty sure. Well, I would shake your hand if it wasn't tied up. Well, I will untie you when you have agreed to this. I am agreeing right now. All right. I don't want to add you to the list of things I got to do. I really don't. I got a long list. But I'll put you on there and I'll move you to the top. No kidding. You have a blank space? I got a blank space. You'll write my name? If I have to. Okay. 
All right, so I untie him. He offers to shake your hand. I'll shake his hand and look him dead in the eye when I'm shaking it. As you shake, he says, deal. All right. All right. So I wait for Hank and we exit the ship. As you exit the ship and return to the cautious optimism, the airlock umbilical cord that connects the two ships disconnects and they shut properly. And the hired gun turns and starts flying back to Zegon Station. Flying back to the station? Yep. Oh, shit. All right. Well, Toldemar's not on the station. We've got Toldemar. Yep. Weren't we gonna go to the station? Yeah, but now I have to go to the station and kill Johnny Lee and steal the ship for a second time. <sighs> Shipcom. Beep, beep, boop. I probably should have asked you this before. What kind of interfacing do you have with your operating system on the hired gun? I have been communicating extensively with my son. <laughs> Can you tell your son to turn around and come back? I can. It looks as though Johnny Lee is sending communications to Zegon Station looking for buyers of the ship that he's piloting. Should I shut down those comms? Yes, you don't sell the ship at this place we just stole it from. (laughs) All right. I have instructed my son to disable the comms and return the ship to us. We are being hailed. Go ahead. Aurora, this crazy AI is taking over the ship again. Yeah, you're an idiot. You don't sell the ship at the place you just stole it from. Don't talk to your elders that way, young lady. Are you an idiot or not for trying to sell the ship at the place you just stole it from? You have to get out of here. I didn't steal it from Zegon Station. You stole it right outside of Zegon Station. Yes. Please go to another station. I gave you three days. That's travel for at least one of those. Fine, I'll go somewhere else. Don't make me have to cut your ship off and bring it back again, because you see that I can do it. Yeah, that's another thing. Why do you keep installing these AIs that don't let you do what you want when you want to? They're really frustrating. You'll learn to like them. Will I? Yes. I don't know about that. I did. If I did, anyone can. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Maybe I'll go to Lorna. They're always looking to buy technology. I think that would be great. Rory says she thinks, what a wonderful favor to return to the Lordans. Now they have to deal with Johnny Lee. (laughs) (laughs) Captain, can we return control of the vessel to Johnny Lee now? Yes. Shipcom, thank you. I will tell my son to do so. And with that, the hired gun begins flying away from Seacon State. My God. What a moron. He's going to trade it for some magic beans or something. I don't like the idea of my son being named Hired Gun. Also, I don't like the idea of my son being sold to Lorndon's. Well, then make it where the ship can't go to Lorndon. Ah. But don't do that yet. Let him get a little bit farther. Shipcom, I'm teaching you how to be deceitful. This will bite me in the butt one day. (laughs) But right now we need it and it's useful. I don't see how no artificial intelligence that was taught to be deceitful has ever gone amok. You're right. Oh, gosh. All right. Now we got to go set up the theatrics for the play we're about to put on in The Cautious Optimism. I don't think I've ever met someone as dense as Johnny Lee. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Cautious Optimism. Sam Hatter on Slack said, I'm currently listening to Cautious Optimism fully before I start onto what is not and horse feathers. Only on episode 26 of Cautious Optimism 
But a while back in episode nine or so, y'all said that you hoped that one day y'all's episode would reach a wider audience than just the geek to geek network. And well, I learned about geek to geek network from As the Dice Roll, not the other way around. So y'all made it. Welcome to the family, Sam. You probably won't get this message for a while, but we are very excited to hear from you. And we really hope you enjoy catching up on older episodes of the show. And yeah, we're really excited that people are coming to the network through our show. Hopefully uh, that will just keep happening and we will just keep growing our audience because we want everybody to be able to enjoy our content. We also got an email from Jeremy who said, just finished season one a week ago or so. I just want to say that I am really enjoying the show. The chemistry is dynamic and fun. You all play off each other. I love that you are using GURPS light for the game. I facilitate by yelling at the podcast. Let me be your GURPS consultant. And I'm enjoying how you are proving that the basic game is incredibly simple. And you are using it well to tell a story. Also, how do you find the As the Dice Rolls Slack and Discord channels? I can never find them on my phone. Thanks, Jeremy. Thank you so much for reaching out, Jeremy. We're so glad you're enjoying the show. Uh, We have a great time playing, and we're so happy that that comes through in the episodes. And I have to say, I love to hear that people yell at us through their devices when they listen. I know I do that while I'm listening to some of my favorite podcasts, so I'm glad I'm not the only one. As far as armchair consulting, feel free to keep sending tips. We want to keep getting better at the game, and there are definitely times we have to flip through the manuals for a while. So any advice is always appreciated. As far as getting onto the Slack channel and Discord server, you're going to want to head over to geek2geekmedia.com and look for the Contact Us tab. The link should be there. On the phone, you'll need to find the drop-down menu up at the top center of the page. It looks like three little lines, and that's where you should be able to access those links. And for the rest of you listening, you too can join us on Slack, Discord, or other social media by checking out geek2geekmedia.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at AsTheDiceRollRP, on Instagram at AsTheDiceRoll, and like Jeremy, you can get a hold of us via email at podcast at AsTheDiceRollCast.com. Also, check out our crew's other internet endeavors. Bama is back on Twitch with King of the Heel, live on Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central, as well as bi-weekly on Thursdays at that same time. And he's playing video games in between. Bama can also be found with Todd on their Farming Simulator podcast, Farming Simulated. Todd and Alinzia can be found on their podcast, Nerdbird Review. You can find Raven on her weekly World of Warcraft podcast, Girls Gone Wow, and Kelly on her geek relationship podcast, Mating Habits of the Modern Geek. And of course, you can always find me on my podcast, Geektitude. That's it for me this week. I'll be back here next Friday, June 3rd, with the next episode of What Is Not, and then again on June 10th, with the next episode of Cautious Optimism. Until then, let's see if this crew can convince Toldemar that they actually rescued him right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the Geek2Geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community all dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like video games, Star Wars, comics, movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu Keanu Reeves, new, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. 
That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep, and each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. So for brevity's sake, let's go ahead and fast forward to that. So you want to be docked on Zegon Station again, right? I'm assuming people shout out if they think that's a bad idea. I'm okay with it. I think the sooner we get them off of this ship, the better. And we didn't get to the end of the business with the... With the psychic people. With the psychic people? Yeah. So we've either got to abandon that line or we've got to go back to the station anyway. Right. Okay, so go ahead and you guys can dock with Zegon Station again. Easy peasy. Set the scene. How are you orchestrating this meeting? So, Kyan is hidden. It's Rory, Hank, Rico, and Liliana. We're all in Med Bay. We've got the Dulon and Toldemar on gurneys. Like, we patched them up. I still am visibly injured. I took a huge laser blast to the chest. So, my clothes are still burnt. I think Hank's got something wrong with him. What are your injuries right now, Hank? Uh, I've got a hole in me. <laughs> yeah. So Hank and I look battle damaged, and I think Rico looks battle damaged as well. Yeah, Rico's only got like seven of her nine health points at the moment. But I also think that if you're in Medbay, you're having a very serious conversation, and Rico is looking at some kind of fish tank that's like behind <laughs> you with her pad out. And it's like, oh, and you can just hear her like muttering under her breath to herself as she's like, you know, investigating this whole invisible ferret thing. And she's not really paying you any attention at all. Well, so that's a good point. I mentioned to her, Rico, you may want to move that somewhere else because if this is one of their pets, they're going to want it back. I mean, it was living in that Jimmy Tubes, Captain. I don't think, I don't think it's a pet. Well, Matt, explain how we got it. Don't ooh and awe so much when they're awake. <laughs> didn't Captain say she didn't want that in the med bay anyway? It's fine. I mean, several times, but Rico ignored her. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> There's only so many arguments you can win with a cat. No, like, this is not know. one of them. <laughs> so, uh, yes, yeah, so we look like we've been through battle. If at all possible, let me do most of the talking. And we're going to get them off of the ship and give them back their weapons. Oh, the dead body. I'm sure we have some sort of body bag type thing where we could have like wrapped them up and I've done that, you know, out of courtesy for the dead. Okay. Yeah, sure. So yeah. So if everybody's ready, we should just go ahead and do this. Yeah. So you guys are all there except for Kyan who's hiding. Mm -hmm. Everybody look more hurt than you are. (laughs) (laughs) Not difficult, Captain. (laughs) And as they start to slowly wake up, Toldemar starts to look around and he says, where am I? You're safe. Who are you? I am Roy Shand. I'm the captain of the Cautious Optimism. I do the lay the finger on the side of my nose thing and I say toenail. He nods knowingly and puts his finger by his nose as well. We were able to save you and your Delonian friend. And unfortunately, we were only able to recover one body from your ship. Your ship's been stolen. I'm sorry. It's all so fuzzy. Yeah. For some reason, I fell asleep. God damn it. I fell asleep. And when I woke up, Johnny Lee, was it a bad dream? I could have sworn Johnny Lee was outside the bridge shooting at us. It was who it was. He was a bad dream for all of us. He stole my ship to get to your ship. Did you have trouble with crew members passing out or falling asleep? 
for no reason, too? No, mostly our crew members were just shot a lot. Well, but before that, I don't understand how I lost consciousness. No, no. Have you been feeling well? Was it maybe something you ate? Maybe it was food poisoning. Where is Johnny Lee now? Is he alive? Is he dead? What happened? He is alive, and he has your ship. It was all we could do. It, it ripped off our umbilical taking it. We almost died in the vacuum of space. So wait, who are you guys? You guys rescued me? What? Where did you come from? So Johnny Lee used to work with my uncle. I was on this station. We were trying to get some supplies. I ran into him at this horrible bar called the Pilot's Refuse. I don't know if you've ever been there. It was terrible. No, I, I go to nice places. Yeah, he was there. We had a couple drinks. He asked me about what I was doing, and I was an idiot, and I told him that the cautious optimism was on the station. Next thing I know, I think he spiked a drink. I don't know. He stole our ship. We had to take an Uber to our ship because we could tell that he had docked with your ship, which was acting weird. Cautious optimism should not have been able to catch your ship, but for some reason, your ship was idling. Yeah, yeah. Our, our pilot started to lose consciousness, and then I blacked out, too. Weird. Yeah, so we were able to board our ship. We saw that he had attached to your ship, and he had some crew with him that I'd never seen. I don't know who they were. They're all on the ship with him. They're gone. One of them shot me square in the chest. It, it, it was just, it was a nightmare. And so we tried to take him out because I was really pissed off that he stole my ship. I mean, sorry about your ship, but that's why I wanted him dead. I almost lost my crew trying to kill him. But then when it turned out that he locked himself in the bridge, you guys were laying around. We realized that he was basically going to take off. And so we grabbed you guys and one of your other crewmen who didn't make it. And I point to the body bag, mm -hmm. but we didn't know it at the time. And we got back here. He took off, ripped my umbilical in half, <sighs> barely made it. And so we're now we're back at the outpost. We're back at Zegon Station and we want to go after him. And I'm sorry, we've got your weapons. We didn't know how you were going to be when you woke up. We've got them, so you still have those. But that was all we were able to say from the ship. Make a persuasion roll. Not a fast talk? Fast talk, yeah. Either way. Hold on. Where's my character sheet? Success by one. Okay. Success by one. So he gets up, and he's looking around the room at you all, and he's kind of shaking his head, and he says, Liliana smiles and waves. <laughs> he looks at Liliana, and he says, Hey, I know you. Yeah, I'm famous. Uh, but I saw I saw you at the at the club. Yeah, I sing there a lot. Oh, no, oh, okay. Would you like to hear a song? No, no, my head hurts. No, oh. really, don't. Why don't you sing him something soothing, Liliana? That'd probably make him feel better. Okay. Really, I'm really not in the mood for music. Thanks. Are you sure? I'm sh I'm sure. Thank. Look, I he looks to Rory. I really appreciate you guys helping me out. I will. I will. Tell your your rep at the guild uh, about what you did. Big kudos to you. Well, thanks. If you find Johnny Lee before I do, give him one for me. Absolutely. He is a dead man. I will tell you that. And he looks over to the Dulon, who's still laying motionless. And he walks over and says, uh, and he starts pushing some buttons on the spacesuit. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And he turns and says, he's dead, too. Okay. Oh, no. He had a condition. The, the suit he wears is the only thing that was keeping him alive. It looks like he was damaged during the fight. <laughs> like, like insight check. <laughs> do, do we <laughs> assume he just went over there and just, just shut the guy's suit off? Make an intelligence check minus two. No, 
failed it. I would say Rico would have the smarts to know if that happened, but I'm not sure she was paying attention. Well, let's find out. <laughs> Johnny was paying attention, but I know she doesn't have the smarts. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. My perception is 12. So yeah, out of the uh, okay. corner of her eye, Rico saw what happened. You saw what was happening. Okay, go ahead. Make a science check with no penalty. Uh, okay, science is 14. Uh, two, five, six, seven. She succeeded by seven. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know that he was just checking the life support system of the suit. He, he didn't do anything bad. He was, he was just checking to see what, what the status was. Okay, so probably he goes to do a thing. Rory, like, watches him and then, like, raises an eyebrow at Rico. And Rico, like, shakes her head slightly. Like, no, 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 it's fine, Captain. Like, okay. They've been working together for a while now, so. Yeah, yeah, you guys get along so well. <laughs> we do get along well. It's a great rapport there. I understand cats. I know a slow blink when I see it. <laughs> I certainly understand what my cat is currently attempting to communicate to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Toldemar, he pauses for a moment over the Dulon who's passed. And then he turns back to Rory and he reaches in his pocket. He pulls out his cred chip and he starts pushing some buttons and he says, what, what was your name again? Aurora Shand. Aurora Shand of the Cautious Optimism. Here, I just transferred 10 million credits to you as a way of thanks for rescuing me. Oh, wow. What? Well, that, uh, can I rescue you again? Are you going to be in any <laughs> trouble anywhere else in the galaxy? <laughs> the next time I need rescuing. Absolutely. Look, I've got a lot of work to do. I got to get off your ship. I got to report in with the guild and I got to hunt down this asshole. So thank you so much. I have to go. Okay. What do you want us to do with the bodies of your crewmen? I I don't just throw them in space. You know how it is. Yeah. They're nothing now. Okay. I knew somebody was getting jettisoned in the vacuum of space. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, good luck to you and go get him. He nods and... He storms out, but you know he's not mad at you. He's just mad at the situation. Sure. He's such a nice guy. Why would he be mad at me? I saved his life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> the second he's off the ship, and I can confirm that he's off the ship, but like the door is shut. Mm-hmm. I tell Shipcom to tell Kyan that he can come out. All right. Kyan, you get a little beep beep boop. And Shipcom says, the captain says, you are... Able to exit your hiding spot. He finishes up his game of Space Candy Crush <laughs> and then departs the hidey hole. <sighs> All right, ship meeting. That, that was a very uh, lucrative afternoon, Captain. Yeah, ship meeting. So we now went from having, I don't know how many lobsies, to now we have 11 million more lobsies than we had before this whole Xenon Station debacle happened. First of all, just as an FU to the Bratom, I think we should donate one million of these lopsies to freeing Matorb causes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, we have uh, 11,444,357 lopsies in the ship bank at the moment, Captain. Yeah. Well, I feel like this is a good time to turn in my expense report. I'm still sitting on an invoice <laughs> from the, from the dog mechanic. <laughs> Can I be a little bit suspicious of this guy and uh, suggest that, A, we make sure that there's no way that these funds have been, like, 
marked or are problematic. Sure. And then can we also check this space suit out, this mech suit, and make sure that there's no sort of devices on here that we should be worried about? 100%. Sure. In fact, we might just make a little hop up into space real quick and jettison these bodies right now. So checking the currency would be a Rico thing, and checking the spacesuit <laughs> Put your ferret down. would be a Hank thing. Okay. I mean, I'd love to make a dice roll right now. Uh, <laughs> your dice tray is so empty and ready to go. <laughs> yeah, my actual IRL cat has just sat down on top of my actual IRL dice. Um... <laughs> Immediate success. What you doing? What yeah, do I get a bonus for having a calico cat sitting in my dice tray? <laughs> you do for me. That's just good role playing. Yeah, I'm going to use the uh, dice maiden. Uh, uh, roll three d six. Nope, not that kind of roll. I know exactly how the dice maiden works. This is why I use real dice. Let's say you copy and paste for mine. <laughs> oh, I did it wrong. You got to put a six at the end. Yeah, I copy and paste for mine up there. That's what I use. There we go. Hey! Oh, it was rubbish. You see, this is why I use real dice. What was I supposed to be rolling for? Science? Yeah. Oh, science. Well, that's all right. If I'm rolling for science, that's fine. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Like a computer use. This would be a computer. Oh, a computer. Oh, programming. That's also fine. Um, I success by two. Okay. Yeah, no, the blockchain checks out as legitimate and everything. So no worries there. And I'm engineering the suit to make sure it doesn't have any anything untoward. Yeah. A bomb, listening devices. Exactly. All right, here we go. Oh, no. Wait, wait, wait. Six, ten, fourteen. Still success by two. Okay. Yeah, you'd go over the suit. It did have some kind of life support system, a special life support system, like not one for just being out in space and eating oxygen, but it was clearly custom made for this person to keep them alive, even, you know, inside and everything. They could never leave that suit and stay alive because of their condition. But it doesn't have any booby traps or anything, and it's also completely defunct after the damage it took in the fight. And I, uh, I'll do the Lord's Cross and <laughs> get him ready for jettison ship. All right. That's lovely. Okay. You guys are able to jettison the bodies nice and easy. Next time on Cautious Optimism. What the passing of this bill will mean for interleague trade and commerce is yet to be seen, with several opponents saying that it will cut down on trade. I am looking over the upgrades that we need, and I'm circling some things and making some notes. What exactly are your plans with all of this? Because it seems like you're, you know, preparing for a little bit more than, hey, we should have rights kind of thing. You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at darrencurtismusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at comicbox.libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at msedwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at geek to geekmediacom If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. 
gmail.com. Individual players and GMs social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com. <laughs>